Welcome to the Corporate Minister Podcast, a safe space dedicated to the hearts and minds of African-American men. Today's work environment presents some unique challenges for Black men, and they can sometimes feel overstressed, overburdened, and at the same time undervalued and underappreciated. The Corporate Minister Podcast is about speaking a word of support, encouragement, and healing to the men in these spaces, as well as to those who love and support them. We also seek to provide a means for others to understand these men, their hopes, dreams, and challenges, in order to bridge the gaps and create a dialogue. Our guiding principles in these discussions are the Word of God and the love of Jesus Christ. Our bedrock scripture, and the one that underpins all of our work here, can be found in Matthew 11, 28 and 29, where it is written, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. With that, we welcome you to the Corporate Minister Podcast, presented by your host, the Reverend Dwayne Dixon. Welcome to the Corporate Minister Podcast. My name is Dwayne Dixon, and I serve on the ministerial staff at Progressive Baptist Church in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm also a technology executive, and I've been in corporate America for more than 25 years. My calling is to minister to the needs of men who are sometimes forgotten, educated men of color. The world sees job titles, the degrees, the outer trappings of success, and often draws the conclusion that these men don't need ministry. My experience has taught me that nothing could be farther from the truth. My objective here is to bring a word from the Lord that will serve as a beacon of hope, solace, and encouragement. Every couple of weeks, we address one particular topic, stress, fear, pressure, male bonding, failure, and success, and we see what the Word of God has to say about it. From there, we bring in a guest speaker and explore the topic in a little bit more detail, and with a little bit of luck, you'll hear something that blesses you. About that, I want to hear from you. Please drop us a line at thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Again, that's thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your ideas. I want to make this a space that's comfortable and relevant. And on that note, let's get started. Today's topic is networking as a blessing to another brother. That's a really interesting topic, and it really gets to the core of what we do here at The Corporate Minister, just around the connectivity and the supportive nature of what we're trying to build. Our scripture comes from 1 John 3 and 17. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version. And here those words, these words are written. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Now, the book of First John was written by the Apostle John, and it was written from his perspective as an eyewitness of Christ. Unlike Paul's letters, it wasn't addressed to any specific church, but more to several Gentile congregations. In the book of 1 John, John is an older man, and some scholars believe he was the only surviving apostle at the time. He hadn't yet been exiled, but he was trying to speak to a new generation of believers. He wanted to give them assurance and confidence in God and in their faith. 
John is often referred to as the apostle of love. And love is a recurring theme in the book of 1 John, and it shows up in today's scripture. I'll read it again. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Now, unlike some scriptures where we have to dig deep to get at the meaning, that was pretty self-explanatory. Somebody told me a while back that as Christians, we may be the only Bible that some people ever read. As Christians, we may be the only Bible that some people ever read. In other words, we should be the walking, talking, living, breathing embodiment of God's love. And our behavior ought to reflect that. But if we're closing our hearts to the needs of a brother, how are we showing God's love to the world? I want to bring that concept home in the context of our guest today. And to do that, I want to tell you a couple of stories. I'm a client director for Unisys Corporation, and I've been here for about five years. When I first started interviewing for the job, I was doing my research and my interview prep. People who know me know that I research things to within an inch of their lives. And so it was with this. I looked on LinkedIn and I found a gentleman who was a fraternity brother who used to work at Unisys in the exact job I was interviewing for. I didn't know this brother and we didn't know anybody in common, but I needed to prep. So I sent him a blind email out of the blue and praise God, he responded. He gave me tons of useful information about the company, about the job, about some of the decision makers. And sure enough, I landed a position and it's been an excellent spot for me. I'm doing very well there. Now, this brother and I didn't speak every week. We didn't even speak every month, but you know, from time to time we'd connect um, email or whatever. Now let's fast forward about a year. Now, what you need to know is I had been wrestling with my call to ministry for over 30 years. Like most ministers, I knew deep down inside that God had work for me to do. But again, like most ministers, I wasn't sure if I was able, equipped, or quite frankly, willing to step up to that challenge. So I ran and I ran and I ran. But in the summer of 2016, God had other ideas. He really started pressing on my spirit, troubling the waters, pushing at me. And when God starts pushing at you, you run out of places to run. You cannot hide. I was wrestling on a daily basis. Couldn't sleep, couldn't rest, praying hard, pondering this call. And I finally said, God, if this is what you want me to do, if you want me to be your minister and messenger, you need to send me some signs. Well, you better be careful with what you ask God. He will answer your prayers when and how you least expect it. I was sitting in my car in the parking lot at the dry cleaners, had just picked up some clothes and I was just sitting there and all of a sudden my phone rings and it's this brother calling me. Hey, Fred, how you doing? Doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm fine, but truthfully, I'm wrestling with this call to ministry. He then said to me, 
well, you're going to lose that wrestling match. I'm like, wait, how you know? He answered me, because I'm an ordained minister and I know. Now, we had never talked about this. I didn't know he was a minister. And yet, I'm like, what happened here? And I said, stop. Why did you call me? Why did you call me today? He said, Fred, look, I'm at the airport waiting for my plane. And my spirit convicted me to stop, pick up the phone and call Dwayne right now. So at that point, I'm completely blown away. I'm sitting there with my mouth open. But that was one of the signs I had been praying for. And that weekend, I made up my mind that, yes, it was time to stop running for my calling. And here I am. But none of this, the job, my ministry, or any of that would have happened if this brother hadn't answered my email, if he had not opened his heart to his brother, like in our scripture, out of the blue. He opened his heart to a brother who reached out, and here I am, and here we are. Now, let me tell you about this brother. This brother, Willie Cooper, is the founder and senior pastor and chief spiritual officer of Willie Cooper Global, which is a ministry organization that is focused on developing church pastors and leaders. He is also ministerial alliance leader at City of Praise Family Ministries in Landover, Maryland. His primary responsibility is head clergy supporting United Praise International Family. Professionally, he is the chief information officer of Samaritan Ministries, and we're going to spend some time on that. He has a bachelor's of computer science from Livingstone College. He has an MBA from Johns Hopkins. He's completed executive leadership programs at Harvard Business School and the Wharton School of Business. He is also a musician, and we are frat brothers through Kappa Kappa Psi Honorary Band Fraternity. And if you don't know about KK Psi, you better ask somebody. Last but not least, he's also a good brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. It is my pleasure to introduce you to the Reverend Willie Cooper Jr. How you doing, Reverend? Good evening, my man. How are you doing, Brother Dixon? How is it going? Man, I'm hanging in there, man. These are some interesting times that we're in, yes. but God continues to bless. Yes, yes, man. I just so I'm so honored and thank you, thankful for being a part of the uh, the corporate minister, man. This is a uh, this is a great work, man. I'm so glad to be a part of it, man. Thank you. Pleased to have you. God is blessing. Now, you're doing a lot of ministry work in a lot of different spaces. Yes. Um, can you tell our audience more about what you're up to these days? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, first and foremost, this in ministry, you know, uh, you talked about uh, W. Cooper Global Ministries is something that uh, my uh, former uh, pastor, now bishop, uh, told me that I should do uh, in reference to just uh, leveraging a lot of the skill sets uh, of just consulting and business and, and connecting and relationships and really use that to help uh, a lot of churches, a lot of pastors around the country and also around the world. And, uh, you know, I prayed on it and he said, hey, this is something that you really need to do because it's a gifting, it's an anointing. So I uh, kind of got together and started slowly but surely and, you know, helping pastors with their leadership within the churches and then moving forward from there and, you know, helping just churches do a lot of different types of conferences. So it kind of, you know, helped me leverage a lot of the skill sets and business, uh, Dwayne, and then using that in the church. And then, of course, um, you know, in our 
uh, day-to-day ministry at the City of Praise Family Ministry, uh, working uh, with, uh, again, Bishop uh, Joel Peoples and Pastor Yolanda Peoples, uh, part of the Ministerial Alliance there. And they have me focusing on kind of like the same thing with uh, United Praise and the National Family, where, again, we are trying to leverage a lot of the vast experiences that this ministry um, has leveraged over the last several years and, 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 and use that to help other churches. Because, again, if we have things that we've done when it's dealing with buildings or dealing with uh, conferences, you know, instead of trying to recreate the will, we're basically trying to do this for the body of Christ, for pastors, for churches, for ministries. And watch this, Dwayne. We're doing it for free. So you can get you can get access to the seven lawyers that we have on on staff with us to to kind of help you understand if you're going through some things, you can get them from us for free. If you really need to understand something about you know social media strategy for the churches, you know you can come to us. If you need a place to to film, um, you know for some of your social media YouTube type of things that a lot of ministries are doing now because of this COVID nineteen pandemic. You can come to our ministry and you can do it for free. So we're excited about that. And then last but not least, uh, again, working with uh, a new company, which is uh, entitled Samaritan Ministries International. Uh, it is a nonprofit uh, company uh, that is actually a healthcare uh, company. We do healthcare sharing and healthcare technology uh, for about 272,000 members. So that's a little, little bit of what I'm doing right now. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> And it's a blessing that you're able to to, to fold your day job into yeah, ministry. Um, absolutely. I was really excited when you told me about that. Now, as we look at, you know, 1 John 3.17, how does that matter to you? How has that shown up in your life? Man, uh, it, it has shown up in my life so many times, man. Again, I look at that particular passage of Scripture. It is about, you know, really, at the end of the day, oh, we are brothers keeper. At the end of the day, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be a good neighbor. If I see a brother in need, especially we being, uh, you know, men of, uh, of, of, of of ministry and men of the cough, you know, that's that's our thing. You know, we are a walking epistle. And so when I heard um, you heard that particular scripture, I was like, man, um, if Dwayne did not hit this uh, right on point, I mean, gosh, you know, just looking at how we met, I mean, that story, it, st- it still sends chills down my body. Because, you know, when I saw your uh, name pop up on that email, I'll never forget it. It was like it's yesterday. And you started asking these questions. And, you know, we have the affiliation with uh, the wonderful fraternity of Kappa Kappa Psi. Um, it, was, it was a tugging in the spirit. And that tugging in the spirit said, reach out, reach out back to him, reach back to him and, and answer his questions. And then as we started talking, as you said, you know, I started just to fill in the spirit of, well, you know, this is an opportunity, Willie, that you, haven't, that you can help someone. You know the inner workings. You know the various people that he's talking to. You know the job at the back of your hand. And so one of the things that I said to myself is a lot of people help me, Dwayne. And anytime I find that I can have the opportunity to help another brother, um, especially the way that you came uh, to me, I had to do it, man. So that scripture says so much to me. If I have the resources, if I have the goods, if I have the ways to make things happen, I am, as your brother, as opposed to reach out and help you out as much as I can. There you go. And you know what? It's funny because so often we witness to people and we witness about the goodness of God and what God yeah. has done and how he's shown up. Yes, sir. And every now and then people look like, mm-hmm, yeah, that, that sound like that sound like he's making that up just to make a good story. Uh-huh. <laughs> but tell your version of, of, of you calling me from the airport. 
Oh man, that that version was um, man. That version was interesting because um, um, I was again at that time I was the executive pastor at Greater St. John, and you know one of the things that my pastor was working with me on is you know understanding how to be obedient, you know to the to the Holy Spirit, and 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 making that real simple for your audience is you feel that kind of tugging going on. And someone comes on mine and you kind of say, I, I need to call that person. And I never forget, I was, uh, this was the first time I've ever flown JetBlue. I never forget this. And I'm walking through um, BWI airport and I go through security and I see the gate that I'm looking at. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and I just hear something say, you need to call Dwayne. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, mind you, I'm getting ready to go to Miami to a conference, a senior executive conference where we're getting ready to talk about some innovation. And it can't, I heard it again. Go sit down and call Dwayne. And I'm like, I'm trying to get on this plane. So I, I was obedient, man. I went and sat down and I called you and you were like, uh, hey, man, how's it going? We started talking, you know, we kind of catched up on the family as we always do. And then you started talking to me about this call. And the reason why it was so interesting because you was like, I'm running. <laughs> you, you're like, I'm, I'm running and I'm struggling here. And, and, and I'll just laugh. And I was like, well, you either run all you want. You're going to get caught. You're going to get Trust caught. Trust me, you're going to get caught. <laughs> and so fast forwarding to that conversation, now I really get it because I ran. Mm. And, and, and I ran at a time where not only was my career going, uh, going up high, uh, I was like running. And I was like, no, but I don't want to do this. You know, I'm like, I don't want this responsibility. I don't want this burden. So I was able to take something that happened to me, you know, take my experience and be able to talk to you about it and say, hey, man, I mean, you can run all you want. But again, it's going to be the best thing that's going to ever happen to you. So I, I've learned how to be obedient to yes, hearing the spirit. Uh, of, of God. And, and again, being in corporate, yeah, yeah, being in, in ministry, but it's a process, you know, it's, it's a process and not trying to be scared. I don't want to spook people out, but I'm glad I was obedient to it because guess what? It was what you needed to hear right. to confirm what you heard in your spirit right. to, now, to now to the point of where you are now. And so my experience of running helped you in your experience of running because <laughs> at the end of the day, we both got caught. There you go. Now, you know, we, we talk about this whole concept of of being a blessing to another brother, of, of, of keeping your heart and your spirit open to another brother. What is the key message, the key takeaway that you would want our audience to leave this discussion with? In other words, if there was if there was only one thing that you would want our audience to leave this conversation with, what would it be? Wow, that's a very interesting question. And very, I mean, I can go various different ways, but if I had to make one simple message, always deal with someone, always deal with your neighbor with love. Hmm. Treat everyone as, they are, as though they're a neighbor. Even though they may be someone you don't know, treat them as a neighbor, always treat them with love. Because you never know. You never know who you come in contact with. Right. You never know uh, what that person would do. I mean, if I can just jump in real and give you a real quick story. Sure. Kind of kind of similar to yours, and i never forget this. I was uh, go to Philadelphia a lot when I was working with Amdocs and working with Comcast. And uh, I'm sitting in the train station, and I see a brother over there. You know, he's kind of distraught. And, you know, 
you could tell he had a suit on. You could tell he was a business guy. And, you know, he was like looking for something. He couldn't find it. And obviously what it was, he didn't, he forgot his wallet. He left his wallet home. And he came over to me and he looked at me and I looked at him. He said, brother, I don't usually do this, man. But uh, I got to get on the train because I got to get to a meeting in Philadelphia and I don't have my wallet. And of course, you know, you're going to be kind of you know, suspect in the beginning. But I was like, you know what? Guess what? I'm going to buy his ticket and I'm not even going to worry about it. So bought his ticket, he got his ticket, and actually I was on the train with him, and I said, hey, man, this God bless you, we move on. Fast forwarding the rest of that week, uh, I had to go to a meeting at Comcast and meeting a new executive uh, to talk about a new technology that uh, my company had purchased uh, from a company in Israel, and um, I didn't know the guy, didn't know the guy at all. And next thing I know, I go to the office, um, I call in, tell the secretary that I'm there, uh, they come down and pick me up. She escorts me uh, to this EVP's office. And Dwayne, <laughs> no lie, the guy that I bought the ticket for was the EVP. The ha, 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 ha. Look at God, boy. <laughs> and Look when I God. walked to that door, he was like, oh, you're the guy. I said, hey, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> and right then and there, he was like, I don't know what you're selling, my brother. I don't know what's going on. But whatever you got, whatever you're trying to bring to us, it's done. Tell That's my people to make it happen. So you never know. No, and you, you treat a person with love and you let God do the rest. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I ask this question all the time because it's so key. Um, it's been said that beside every great man is a great woman. Sir. What would you say about this topic to the women who are supporting men of color as they attempt to bless others? Wow. I mean, first and foremost, I would say to any of the women out there that are supporting uh, men of color that are doing this, you know, continue to support him. You have to be his rock. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be his like Bonnie and Clyde. It's like <laughs> Jay and, and Jay and, uh, and Beyonce. I mean, that's what you are to them. You know, you know, the Bible says that he who finds a wife has a good thing. Yes, sir. And, and that's and that's exactly what you are to us. You know, we are looking for you to for support. Uh, we're looking for you for to help us with perspective. We're looking to you to help us understand how to organize our thoughts. Um, because again, at the end of the day, our vision as men of a house, you know, we're supposed to be the protector. We're supposed to be the provider and we're supposed to be the priest. Okay. We're supposed to protect our, our family. We're supposed to provide for them. And we're supposed to preach that the priest. We now have to get over spiritually here, but that's just basically the vision of the house. What are we going to do? How are we going to do? And you play a mighty part in that. You know, there's a lot of things we are, when we are out here, especially in corporate, and we're dealing with the various different types of stresses and things of that nature and just the, the grind of business. We need you to support. We need to talk to someone. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, if it's if it's not your wife that you're talking to about issues and things that's going on, uh, something's wrong. Because if anybody you can trust, it should be that woman that's beside you because she is supposed to be your rock. That's what I'm talking about. Now, here's a question. Are there any resources on this topic, books or websites or information that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, I think there's a couple that I, that I would say I would have to recommend. There's one book. It's called Change or Die. And that's by um, Alan Dortman, I believe he pronounces his name. You can find it on, uh, on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And this book really talks about, you know, how to deal with your inner passions and, and deal with your inner struggles and things of that nature. Great book, easy read. 
Uh, there's a new book. We're not. Well, it's, it's kind of new. Uh, we actually brought in uh, over our in our men's ministry. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, Devon Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a minister, but he's a big time producer uh, in Hollywood. He's done uh, Pursuit of Happiness. He's done uh, The Karate Kid. A lot of the uh, Christian based movies. So we brought him in for our men's uh, conference that we've done virtually, and he has a book out that's called The Truth About Men. Mm. And I would say uh, to any of the brothers out there, get this book is on Amazon as well. I mean, he really breaks it down um, from a from a very deep perspective of what we need to do. He talks about lust. He talks about our power. He talks about how, you know, we all got some dog in us. Right? And, and he talks about that dog. And, and it's not negative, but he talks about some of the things as men that we struggle with. And I think those are two great books that will actually start some great conversations amongst the men out there. Outstanding. Um, As we come to the close of our time together, I'm going to get you out of here on this. Do (laughs) you have a final thought that you would want to share with our audience? Final thought for me, you know, I'm not going to be over academic, not going to be over um, religious, but um, I clearly understand uh, why Dr. Martin Luther King admired these words, uh, Dwayne. And it's an old song, and I think it was his mantra. I think it was his vanguard. And he said, if I can help somebody mm. as I pass along, mm-hmm. that if I can cheer somebody with a word or a song, if I can show somebody how they're traveling wrong, then my living should not be in vain. Then he says, if I can do my duty as a good man ought, if I can bring back beauty, to the world uprot. If I could spread love's message as the master taught, then my living will not be in vain. We have to be neighbors, man. We have to be like that good Samaritan. You know, that Samaritan, he helped out the Jew that was on that Jericho road. We have to be a good neighbor. We have to show love, especially in these times. Indeed, brother. And I couldn't think of better or stronger words to end with. Willie, thank you so much, Fred. I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate your input. um, And I just appreciate the time we had to share together today. Thank you. Take care. All right. You take it easy. Thanks for joining us at The Corporate Minister. We appreciate your spending time with us, and we would love to hear from you. If you have show ideas, prayer concerns, or if you are blessed by what you heard today, please drop us a note at thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Again, that's thecorporateminister at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time.